I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole. Hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. now yeah it was everything from the the numbers to the emperor's card and and the last one i it's you know going back to the idea that we're shifting an eon and i really i really feel that i believe that i think that it's not just a planetary thing that we're shifting it's like a whole solar system um you know they, they talk about climate change but really all of the planets in the solar system are getting hotter the entire heliopause of the solar system has shrunk because we're going into it what's what's essentially a higher density of space, meaning that there's more stuff per square mile or square, whatever the measurement in space is. Um, and so, you know, I personally believe that I'm capable of anything that I can imagine. And I have a pretty vivid and wild imagination. And that was sort of like the impetus for for Phyron and essentially creating what I believe to be a new architecture for how humans interact with one another over a digital landscape and you know our planet to make decisions together and allow us to choose our collective destiny together without having any voices not heard or being dragged along for the ride which might not be a good ride right right that really <clears throat> goes right in line with uh, the empress being this nurturing kind of creative force where it's like you are kind of uh creating uh i mean there's other cards the magician whatever there's all sorts of cards but uh you're kind of creating out of thin air kind of like the power of uh women in terms of that empress energy where it's like wow wow look they're an oven of creation um businesses and you're doing um i wouldn't go as far as calling it a sketch but it seemed like an informative uh entertainment blip uh there's a whole lots of slew of things i want to get into but before we kind of get down the whole rabbit hole on that front um i would love for Raphael to kind of tell me how he turned on to you uh, because you're uh, his catch, let's just say that. Um, <laughs> I hadn't been aware of you, and I turned on to you. I was like, "Oh shit, this is cool!" Like, it, like I said, it seemed like you were um, like how you are right now is not at all how I was uh, introduced to you. Let's put it that way. So right. um, that juxtaposition of energy is rad uh, for a Gemini, but it's also very kind of um, uh, you know zeitgeist appropriate. I mean, we're in very Eris rich kind of Uranian. Mm -hmm. uh, mercurial times so i could see kind of what yeah. you're doing there being um almost andy warhol's 15 minutes meets you know some burning man mtv kind of tiktok thing so anyway yeah. i digress uh rafael how did you turn on to him and then i'm gonna kind of poke you with some questions but we'll go from there is that cool yep word yeah so i guess you know as we're publishing team rabbit hole and odyssey since quite some time i had been browsing videos or something and you know, God knows how synchronistically, I stumbled across one of your baseline reports, Xavier, and I was just mm -hmm. like, oh, this is interesting. And I was just like, I mean, at least I got pretty soon that this is most likely, you know, a sketch or something. As I said, yeah. kind of reminded me of like Fifth Element or something, just in terms of the style. I was like, oh, this is a nice type of, you know, posit 
positive type of cyberpunk future, however you want to call it, embodied yes. in a sense, right? And then you talk about human resonance and stuff. They were like, okay, you know, Jim is going to want to talk about that. I'm not really following that closely. You mentioned crypto. I was like, okay, this is also, you know, always good. I also kind of gleaned that most likely this will be some sort of a startup, you know, from the intro and so on. And mm -hmm. then also I, I just watched a few, but I also picked up that then you insert these small tidbits like, you know, mass psychology stuff or even just mentioning there's blood in the street in cryptos, <laughs> but it may bounce back. It usually does, you know, which is actually high grade investment advice to those that hadn't yeah. been aware yet. So and then I thought, oh, you know, this is cool. It's, a uh, you know, not well enough known yet and you know whatever comes of these things because you know any business is always i guess a very risky endeavor especially now in the crypto space a lot can go in all kinds of directions but it's mainly about the frequency and the energy for me and i felt that you know this amazing energy so we get to totally have you on so that's my simple Dude, line of reasoning. that's great yeah so i started baseline um so funny, funny story. I, I had been on an interview on a show called The Survival Podcast with Jack Spierko, the survivalpodcast.com. And uh, for years, he had been teaching people about just basic, simple preparedness and not like the end of the world. He's very much not about that. He, it's really about how do I make my life better, whether things are tough or whether they're not, you know, like how to store food properly, how to, you know, like store properly. Not like a yeah, 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 yeah. Proper centrist, right? Yeah. And um and I listened to it and and I have a community of farm up in North Carolina that we were living on at the time and I was having a lot of people live there and working and all this stuff. And um basically I, I did really well in investments and gold and land and crypto. And the whole reason I got into crypto was because and this was like 2012, 2013 was because I had a lot of people living on the property and I wanted to pay them in something that they could just pay me back in rent. And it was like a marker. And so I was looking at Ithaca dollars or Ithaca cash and, and time dollars and all these things. And then crypto started, Bitcoin started. And I was like, holy shit, this is the thing. And um, I'd been on his show a number of times and he's been following my work, just a lot of mutual respect. And he's like, hey, I've got this Unleash the Goose podcast idea where we get everybody in our community and started to do like a, a, a roundtable podcast. Do you want to be on it? And I said, sure. And then he put me on it. And I was the only person who didn't have a podcast or some kind of social media, like, you know, product. Um, but I'd been building perma credits and eventually became Firon. And um, so one day I was flying out to meet investors and I got COVID. And so I didn't fly out. And so I stayed home. But whenever I travel, I'm always in a three piece suit. And it was 5 a.m. My kids weren't awake yet. So I was like, let me do the let me just do this thing that I've been thinking about. And how can I do as short enough of a segment that's jam packed with information that's entertaining to watch so it doesn't you don't lose interest quick and do it before my family wakes up so that I can do it every day and still do my work, you know, working on fire on help the kids get ready for school, all of the, the normal day to day stuff. So I started doing that. And if you look back at the first episode, I'm like this. I'm like, hello, welcome to Baseline. I'm your host, Xavier Hawk. And like, just super deadpan. And as time progressed, I got in real wild. I'm like, good day, welcome citizen. You know, and I started editing it like Max Hedrum. Uh, so I had these, these glitches and uh, it, it just became a whole lot of fun for me because I, I love video editing. I love audio editing, produ production, all of it. Um, and it's almost like a meditation for me to, to edit. So I wake up like at 4.30 now 
and do the show. I'm done filming by five. And then I edit from five to six thirty, essentially upload it done by seven. And I work out with my kids and help them get ready for school. We do like our calisthenics and then boom, I've got my full work day. Um, although I do pay for it at the evening. I usually fall asleep by like eight or nine when I put the kids to sleep. Um, there's always, there's was always like, a bill due, as they say. In, um, yeah, the bill always comes yes, due. Yes, yes, yes. You know, yeah, it. and I didn't, I didn't start with an English accent, or you know, I started kind of like the trans. I was thinking of it as a transatlantic accent, you know, like the early, early Americana like days. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and the whole idea behind the 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 jacket and everything is that it's like, like a uh, golden age, right? Like it's like uh, when people used to wear fedoras, and there was hope for the future and we were building an amazing world and like the golden age and i'm like well if i am successful we will have a new golden age like a solar punk golden age and so i I wore the suit did the the jacket the bomber jacket and put on this transatlantic accent and edited it like max headroom and dude people love it and i've gotten like lots and lots of followers by far on tiktok and so it, it helps too because it's super glitchy and super fast paced so that's perfect for the attention span for all the younger folks. And I've cast this net and all of the people that are like attuned to what I'm actually doing are fucking awesome. And like they, they're spiritual, they're intelligent. They don't go along with the sheep. You know, they're definitely not the sheep. Um, and they're literally like lefties and righties. It crosses all political spectrums and is more just about truth, right? Truth, honesty, and putting out a God vibration so strong that people recognize this is this is a pathway that'll lead to a brighter future. That's what's up. Um, all right, so clearly we can jam about a lot, uh, and we will. Um, and I'm, I've been looking at your chart. Your sun is conjunct your north node. I mean, in tenth, uh, ninth house rather. So this kind of, uh, oops, I just pushed the wrong button. So it went somewhere else. Um, yeah, you're this charismatic kind of. Uh, and your Mercury also, you know, the Sagittarian flavored um, ninth house. Virgo with Saturn there. So um, you got this kind of, uh, it seems like you're hitting your stride now. I don't know what you've done before. I, I know you said you messed around with crypto and you were paying with people. I want, and that's 2012. That's a while ago. I mean, yeah. you know, I started waking up in a particular I was way always... like 2012, 2013. So I'm like, holy shit. Okay. So I, yeah. I want to go all the way back. You don't have to be like, you know, call me issue, you know, lengthy, but it's like, where did you grow up? What was the culture? You know, when did you start waking up? Saudi that Arabia. Yeah, I grew up Did in Saudi you? Arabia till I was seven years old. Yeah, in the kingdom, um, meaning I wasn't on American soil. I was actually under the protection, I guess, of the king. Um, and I grew up with a backyard that was the desert, and then stars. And I like and and I like to think like straight that, up Aladdin, know, basically. I mean, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And then came to the states, and I grew up in a very warm culture of uh, like people were warm and and when i came to the states people were very different and i had a very thick accent not an arabic accent but like a very different accent like my mom you know is lebanese she speaks with a very thick french accent and all this stuff so i had a very and, and i was an odd person you know because i was mentally emotionally spiritually already different and uh so i didn't really have like a, a cohort you know growing up um and then you know in high school like I was a big fat kid in middle school and I got picked on by kids lower grades than I and um, ended up getting into a big fight at the end of the year because I didn't want to go into high school being a total nerd dork kind of, you know, what I had been essentially. Forced and, um, 
Like I'm gonna yeah, do some initiate this. <laughs> yep, and I did, and I and I fought with the kids, and uh, I won, and I all of a sudden over that summer, like I became, you know, and uh, I joined like theater, and and became like a. Uh, I never had like a clique or a group. I was always in all the groups. Like everybody enjoyed my company, and I would just go and and spend time and you know make people laugh or think. But I was always the dude in the party that was talking about you know. Not in high school, actually. Um, I died when I was 17. I flatlined, ended up in the hospital, and my heart stopped. And I was on uh, a heroic dose of some experimental hallucinogen um, that clearly wasn't LSD. It was my first time ever taking anything. Um, and I, I was given a lot, and I didn't understand what, why, or how, and uh, completely deconstructed the the person that I was, like literally to the point where my heart stopped. And then um, it took me like six months to... Well, your Chiron is in the fifth house. It's like the heart, right? <laughs> Taurus is like, you. I'm not going to say you're going to have a heart attack seeing that. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. yes, your body might, you know, you might yep, have a I did. My, uh, yeah, my heart Dude, that was my your first go-round with any drugs? You, you That's nuts. I, I pity you, but yeah. I guess that's the karma you asked for. So in some way, I guess well, you asked for it. Yeah, it, I, I mean, I had smoked weed before that, but that was it. And then... Um, I decided like, oh yeah, I'll try LSD. Why not? And then it wasn't, and it was something else. And uh, it was very traumatic, let's say. It took me like six months to be able to have a conversation afterwards. Uh, Like I had to rehab, like communicating. Um, And the process that I undergo, the way I explain it is that there was a complete ego death. And I realized that the ego was false and that everybody's walking around with this identity. I am this name. And that's just a habituated set of responses that God puts on when he forgets and or she forgets and comes into this place. And so I recognized that I needed to build a character. I needed to have an ego. And I have children. So from their one to seven, I could see them building an ego, going from this. Like kids are tripping all the time, literally. Like when they're kids, they're just like, ah, ah, you know, like they're engaged with stuff we don't see. They can see spirits, all of that. And they're building an identity or a differentiated localized field of awareness and they call it I, right? And I had to do that again, but I already had 17 years of memories and 17 years of human experience. So I got to build that ego the way I wanted or, you know, with like awareness rather than happenstance as a child does growing up. So I was like, when I say I had to learn how to communicate, I literally had to learn how to communicate with something that wasn't I. Because at that point, I identified everything as I. And it was like the Matrix. Like, like in terms of a solipsistic thing? I mean, yes, you broke yes. through and you're just like, oh, shit, this is like Vanilla Sky. It's like, oh, I'm inside my own. Correct. Trip. But it, it's <laughs> not like my my little self-owned trip. It's like my big self that I the don't royal see we. through. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. it was like um, it was like the Matrix. Like I, I remember talking to a woman at my college and we were just chatting about whatever it's just like nothing but i could see her dad beating her and abusing her in in my field like i understand i could feel it i could see like all my clairvoyance turned on every everything was was there's so much information just like there's so much information around us now but our reticular formation shuts out 99.99 percent of it well Did mine you was have on a cultural and- like parameter for that like were you raised with like religious or spiritual people or was this like jarring altogether or how my, that work? my parents yeah my parents were very catholic but not very they just they, they didn't there was no church we didn't go to church we didn't 
um, do any of that. I was baptized and, you know, there was family tradition, but it wasn't, there was no like religious dogma. And so I had no cultural framework. There weren't, there was no lampshade for the light. I just got the light, you know, and um, the light burned away any impurities and literally did. And I got to build Virgo Xavier Hawk. It's like, I am right. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I had, I got to build Xavier Hawk from the ground up with the experience of remembering all of my previous incarnations and uh, my place in the cosmos and all of this stuff. And then it was like the matrix where I could see the code behind everything. And so I knew what people were thinking. I knew what they were feeling, what they were striving for. And so I made it a point because I realized how unconscious I was prior to that experience at 17. I made it a point to be an angel in the world. Well, don't beat yourself and, up too bad, dude. 17. I mean, I had like a nervous breakdown breakthrough kind of thing at high school, 17, 18 ish. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny the way you framed that you're like, I wasn't on trajectory. It's like, yeah, you know, just barely that's, your balls that's my Virgo shit. No, I'm, I'm seriously like, I, I identify. Like, oh my as... God. I could resonate with this as a level so hard. Uh, yeah, go totally. for it. I, I feel like I am an angel in human form trying to you know fix the fucked up situation that is that is here and the way my mind works is like i understand the architecture behind things and so i decided like i did experiments after that like i would go into bars or parties and take decibel meters and i would go and i would sit and i would imagine it getting louder and it would get fucking louder and i would imagine it getting quieter and it would get quieter and i'm like okay i have an influence on the field i have that but like that's really scary because then i have to be on point all the time to do that and i didn't know how to do that so well, that's i was the just like, Watts thing where it's like oh my god i'm overwhelmed with the responsibility and my god really oh, right right yeah. i'm i'm overwhelmed with the but then through uh, then then some weird shit started happening and like weird like weird shit like uh for a pisces like, woman to say then weird shit started happening please elaborate <laughs> i was like wait what do you mean so if it wasn't weird already you controlling the atmosphere of the party with your fucking thoughts well uh, yeah but then then like the have you ever heard of the Urantia group? Rancho Urantia uh, Foundation. I actually Let's just have. Put it no, for, no. forget them. They're like space Jesus people. They they wrote a book. They said they they you know it it was it was uh what is it called like, when you like channel shit but not quite yeah oh, like well, the well, channel like like, <laughs> the, like channeled information from you know. Whatever. Anyway, whoever, yeah. let's Hi, just say there were groups that started taking interest in me and started like people would enter into my life and be like, you know, endear themselves to me and, and like say, hey, why don't we do this or why don't we do that? Or we want to support you in whatever you're doing and this and that. And it was just a, a long period of time of me having to become very fucking discerning. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. You know, um, and spiritual it, world know, and psychedelic world can be a carnival like that and just briefly like, that I mean, you interesting you mentioned in association with your book because from what i gleaned from it it seemed pretty complicated and complex and hierarchical in comparison to something like law of one and i didn't even know it, that there's like it's groups mindfuck. that are associated yeah. with that i didn't even know so yeah yeah i don't want to don't need to dwell, don't need but... to dwell on it but it'd be interesting because yeah. i was wondering even just in terms of content which then oftentimes you know reflects itself in the activities as well you know ideology and action and so on yeah yeah well, and, i'm just and looking I... at your chart you have jupiter and leo in eighth house it's like there's another heart attack kind of indicator I'm not going to say it means that but it's like okay death of the heart cool big shocks of the heart um but you've got all this energy i mean your sun and north node are opposite the moon right um 
in a weird way, because the way I look at Sagittarius, where you've got all this energy, ninth house, uh, Virgo, and Virgo is Mercury, which is this messenger. It's like, you are an angel in a sense. <laughs> I don't want to freak you out. I mean, it's not like to be like that. Yeah, it's no. Like, oh, I, look, you have, you're a messenger of the truth. And that's like what that's, you're here for. That's how I identify. Yeah. And like, I'm actually looking forward to dying. Um, it's it's uh, difficult for me to be here when people Stressful. don't. Yeah, people don't understand. It just doesn't make sense. There's so much untruth and lies and manipulation and and just unknowing. And then, like, when I meet somebody who's got skills more than I do, I immediately fucking recognize. And I'm like, I defer all of my, I proxy all of my thoughts or recognition on, on that specific skill set to that motherfucker because they know more, right? But people don't seem to do that. And, and there's this egoic thing, like I'm super important and what I want is all that matters. And I'm over here, like get rid of whatever I want. I want to get rid of whatever I want. You know, Obi-Wan Kenobi the fuck out of this place again. Um, And so like, I decided like, I would not, and this, I have to say, I I contribute a lot of this to my wife because um, she's suffered needlessly in her life. And has still been an amazing and like uplifting and positive human being. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go through, do this mission because I'm going to suffer for it. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like if she could have gone through that suffering, still be an amazing human being, then I can go through. card. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I have an accountability partner, a mirror. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, exactly. So I, I went into hiding actually. Um, So back to the crypto thing, I I said, okay, I've got this really great idea of how we can make a currency that'll end poverty. And, you know, I lived up on the farm and I was sort of like looking out on the world from my mountain, you know, the philosopher's mountain, the hermit, and said, you know what, I just fuck with this little system right here called the banking system and the finance system. We can tweak it in such a way and the circulatory system of the energy throughout the world will change and we could flip into a positive timeline, essentially. And so I did that and that got me even more attention. If the things that in the past didn't get me attention, that got me some fucking attention. And I was invited. That was pretty early on. You're saying that like 2012-ish? Yeah, yep. I mean, crypto was popping that hard yet. Yeah, 2014 is really when I started getting into the public sphere. Um, And I was groomed and invited into like ancient brotherhoods. And they were basically like telling me, you know, this is the way the world works. This is what's happening. You're going to be doing You're these on things. a hyperdimensional Zoroastrian game board. And yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, and can you break down some of this like that. gnosis that you might have gotten from these high? I mean, because we've had a Master Mason on who's a DJ. I saw on Orcas Island, <laughs> a pretty cool guy. Um, but he's a Master Mason. And it seemed, I mean, not to hate, and I appreciate everybody's path or whatever, but it seemed like a lot of the stuff they're fucking around with, at least in his lodge or whatever, it seemed like most people who do psychedelics and are like meme woke on the internet post 2012 are pretty hip hip to whether it's like cabalistic yeah. or you know so uh, that what, kind of stuff so I'm, I'm i made it a point to run out of the herd right there's the herd of humanity and there are the boundaries where everybody is safe and like that's where you stay and i made a point to jump over the fucking fence and run as far as i can into the woods plant a flag with a new vibratory frequency and then hope the chain that surrounds humanity opened up to that, right? Kind of reminds me of uh, Tron Outlander scenes. Right. If you've seen the new Tron where it's like the dude is way out there kind of doing his thing, holding space or whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was just holding space. And I had to pretend, because remember, I was not 
an I. I was not a, an I. I was not an ego. I was like in hiding in behind an e, behind a character, right? Um, and I had to pretend that I didn't know all this shit and I didn't uh, hold this frequency, but. I had to do the same thing that I was doing in the, the experiments with the, the, the decibels I had to do on an ongoing day-to-day fucking basis to, to maintain a Here's job. Here's the shadow still... of the Virgo, uh, the neuroses. You're like, I gotta yes, do this totally. thing. I gotta do this thing or else I'm, I'm a pointless, you know, I have no existence or point to existence. And, and, you know, I, I, I lectured at schools about fucking the Anunnaki and shit back in, God, 97, Okay, so do you care if I pause you on this? Okay, Anunnaki, that's a big deal. Like, that's the thing, uh, you know, um, all right, so I'm kind of... All right, you want to know the history? You want to know, the like, the history? I mean, super briefly, because if you're going to go the um, Sitchin route, kind of, like, I'm not no, sure No, no, Sitchin's okay. off. Yeah, Sitchin's yeah. off. Um, okay, so... Because I did meet DMT Egyptian entities, yeah. so this stuff matters, so, I think. Yes, yes. Yeah, I have I have as well. So the first intellectual species on the planet were reptilians, the reptiles dominated. And out of those 60 million years, I'm going to ask you a question rather than tell you, don't you think it's possible that within that 60 million year time gap that there might have been a thousand years of intelligent design or intelligent manifestation of that? And and that's like on the the low end, a thousand years, right? I, I actually understand to be a lot longer, but out of 60 million years, like to think that there could have been one or two branches of the reptilian or bird species that actually advanced intellectually, right? And built civilizations and understood technology, understood uh, quantum mechanics to a level that we don't, that they could build buildings that were actually computers where the structure of the crystals in the building that would look like a stone to you or me was actually like a computer chip. What we would think of as a computer chip, even though it's not, it's a matrices, right? And during that time, they 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 got so advanced that they could build a fucking AI, a quantum computer that was essentially God or like a godlike computer. And in my understanding of the multiplicity of history of this 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 sphere, um, you get to a certain point and then it's you either go up or you go down. You get to a certain frequency and you either octave up or octave down. And that they got to a certain level of gnosis and understanding where it, there was no point in being here any longer. And, you know, a comet hit or whatever it looked like in the dream or in a manifestation. And they got to a certain level of experience, poof, next. And then the planet goes dormant, rebuilds, restructures, and then the next species comes around. And then the next species, the next experiment, the next manifestation of the one infinite creator and all of its multiplicities. And then circa 500 thousand years ago maybe maybe more um you know a species that was not from here lands here whether it's refugees or crash landing or extraterrestrial like traveling you know hey we're going to colonize um it wasn't a colony they were escaping and they couldn't fit into the atmosphere here like they they and so they needed people to do stuff for them while they were underground and you know basically like sheltering in place so they would come and they would fly up to fucking Machu Picchu or the motherfuckers on the Nazca lines and be like, hey, we need this specific kind of thing. Can you go get it? You know, and and then they're all like scared. Well, what do you what, you know, what are you? And they're like, it doesn't matter. We're here to do a business deal. You go get these things and we'll do this stuff and make your crops grow better and teach you stuff. You go get these things for us. And then they go and do it, you know, and then they start worshiping them and building cargo cult fucking 
line saying, hey, hey, come back, come back. You know, what you gave us before was amazing. We need some more of that good stuff. Right. And um, and then, you know, time goes on and they have the ability to transpose their consciousness into from one being to another being to another being. In effect, you know what we're trying to do with computers at this time. And then they're like, hey, you know, we we've got to exist here somehow. So we've got to create a vessel that we can do that in. And we've got to keep ourselves hidden. But all of these little monkeys out here that we've got to make sure that they're managed. Otherwise, you know, they're going to do bad shit. So we'll take some of them augment them and make them the the farm managers right so then you've got the kings and the pharaohs who have a little bit of that uh big-headed clairvoyance and the ability to you know see to understand in a greater detail than the rest of the monkeys and so they're the kings and the queens and they're like holy shit if we interbreed with these monkeys we lose that clairvoyance we lose that ability to to rule to understand to to telepathically communicate to all of these wonderful things that we don't currently experience as a species uh, on a whole right because when the fucking atlanteans came around they lobotomized everybody that they conquered and then you you know we the reason why we have lost so much in terms of our human capacity is because in the last go around before the ice age the atlanteans who were so fucking advanced and amazing and all these other things really fucked up the human gene pool to the point where we got to be basically like fucking monkeys again so anyway the <clears throat> the anunnaki people you know and don't the, feel bad uh, ramble away uh, i'm having a lot of fun for the record do you, cool. I, I i know virgos can get self-conscious quickly so just do your thing no have, i'm good I'm, I'm, my my only self-conscious concern is that people are going to look at this from the future and be like that motherfucker was on some crazy shit and not take me seriously in business wait but, till you see his tiktoks um, guys no i'm kidding yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's like, like fucking, no. you know i I, I realize, like, I can't curate myself. I just have to come out and be myself, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, put Raphael's different... married to Negative. My uh, fiance's married yeah, to Now tell everyone. <laughs> no, well, but... <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, we talk about this stuff all the time. But whatever. Yeah, so, same, same. And so, but, like, we literally are all connected. Like, if you've ever tripped to the point where you feel, like, connected with everybody, you really are. It's most, you know, most of the time you don't see it. You don't feel it. But if you just experience it, know it, and trust it, then like and you have you learn more your clairvoyance goes up you can understand people's thoughts and emotions the, the greater you love them because if you love them as yourself there is nothing that's hidden from you and if they're trying to hide something from you you see it or at least i do and because i genuinely don't judge i love i'm like this is another aspect of myself right you know and i'm not living in a solipsist nightmare in any way shape or form like i i truly grok that I am a, you know, like an RPG character, you know, in, in the grand infinite symphony, you know? And um, so they, they, they create the pharaohs, the pharaohs and the kings, the kings, and they decide, like, we can't interbreed. That's why they, that's, they have to interbreed to keep those traits, to keep those uh, clairvoyance and, and some of these higher traits. Almost like a Highlander people. meets, I don't know. That's how it was explained uh, to me, actually. It's Highlander. And that their <laughs> entire religion is that someday the gods will come back and they'll choose one of them to be like the next descendant, whatever, whatever. Um, and that, that's, that's how you should. So that's like the that's elite. That would be like the elite ideology that they competing to be that one chosen or what? It's a Hunger Games, but they're I, really I don't, going for yeah, soul recognition. I mean, <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, basically, and it, it's like the petri dish. It's it's like a petri dish. You're a scientist, and you you want to figure out what is the right gene to put into the, your next fucking thing, and so you put it into a petri dish and let it all you know go, and then see whichever one is the one that 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 is the strongest one. And then you take that that gene sequence. So that would be the like way that I interpret it mentally to me and your perceptions align with mine enough where we're talking about history in terms of an evolutionary paradigm to a degree Bro, I'm curious, I've Rob lectured, yeah, I've lectured at fucking Oxford Said Business School I've lectured at the World Economic Forum like I helped a country get its first blockchain system in place like I do high level business and like consult with governments and shit and like this is like this makes me persona non grata to so many and like I have I, I have to be careful but I really don't care anymore like what well, comes to mind is charlie chaplin i lived in switzerland for a little while and actually next door to the place i was at was his secretary or some weird shit anyway yeah charlie chaplin was this like really radical dude right communist kind of artistic leftist dude uh wasn't really digested properly by the times <laughs> i mean it was like some people got a bit like not really and now people are like holy shit he was way ahead and all that yeah uh, worst case scenario that's what you deal with i mean worst case scenario that's i i i am i am uh my wife likes to say I'm uh, really good at a lot of things, but modesty is what I'm the best at. <laughs> like I, I am, I'm not shy saying I'm amazing and I'm amazing for these reasons because it took a lot of time and effort to actually make those things happen. And at Plus the same time, Jupiter and Leo, let's be real. But uh, I'm I mean, a lion, but I'm here to serve. Like I correct. The, the, That's the, the beauty. The more it's both ability and, I have, yeah. the, the lower I have to be to serve more, you know? I'm not hating at all. Uh, I think you're, I, I, I mean, I'm always fascinated. A lot of the care, I mean, some people we have on are people that have like, you know, astrologers or whatever that I've watched for a long time. And I've, you know, I'm like, come on. And some people are like a random, just Facebook friends and people like you, I don't know, but Rafael knows. It's always funny um, because it seems like it's go time in a lot of, in a very particular evolutionary way. Yeah. Um, even the Schumann Rosenist the last uh, day or two has been going pretty ratchet. Um, yeah, uh, and that's why I, I, I covered I covered the Schumann and the sunspots more for my own, uh, like my own uh, practice because I'm watching patterns happen and I'm seeing casual relationships things and I'm saying oh and I wanted to I wanted to be able to grok it more and like it just became part of my practice so I was like let me share it with everybody and people are coming up with all kinds of really interesting correlative uh relationships between things that are happening in the day-to-day their feelings their thoughts their dreams their sleep patterns and it's like yes because we are in a field of it, it like i do this monday morning fireside chat with our community and we do this visualization and meditation afterwards and it's like uh if you ever been to like uh, like a McDonald's playground or, or any playground that has like the balls, you know, all the balls that sit together. It's like, we live in that. We live in a sea of atoms that are bouncing and hitting each other and floating together. And we don't see half of it. And the literal shape of the pool or the, the aquarium that we're in is changing. The frequency is changing. And it's, of course it's affecting us, but in the same way that if you change the color of the water in an aquarium, from blue to pink slowly the fish wouldn't recognize it they would just end up in a pink water right so like that's what's happening to us and the more we can become aware of that the more empowered we are to make conscious decisions on how we evolve how we grow through that the you know the unfolding lotus of fractal reality 
So yeah, I've got this really practical approach with the um, conveying of, I mean, it's not even hyper woo. I'm talking about astrology stuff. You're talking about solar spots and stuff. I mean, it's very yeah, materially, not reductionistic, but, you know, scientifically. And just yeah, very briefly, Jim, <laughs> because the very first minute was cut off from this first time video recording. I just have to repeat yeah, that the angel that you had gotten was 51, Angel of Universal Medicine. Affirmation, I value myself and walk my own path. And angel qualities literally saying, bestows the philosopher's stone. And also says infinite goodness, unconditional service. So seems like you're on the path. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I, I will have to account for some things when I, you know, cross. But um, don't sweat. How yeah, so? How did you start getting so, into like? Uh, I mean, what, how did you end up with a farm where you were thinking about paying with crypto? Like that's a very unique situation. At like <laughs> a box right, so, burning or whatever. Yeah. So we're here at the turning of an age, and we have the opportunity to like like it's like going from grade you know eight to grade nine from middle school to high school basically or from high school to college like we are at a big turning point in the civilization's uh development and we're all children like we we literally don't begin to develop spiritual understanding until like year 150 170 and when humans first appeared they lived very long and could do that and so they would become wise amazing you know tuned in beings but we're we're like stunted and that's part of the Atlantean problem, part of like the, the you know, Anunnaki or whatever. Um, like there used to be giants, there used to be hobbits, there used to be all of that stuff. But here we are in an age where we're very much just farmed. And my whole thing was like, all right, let's instead of fighting that because you can't, if you fight a thing, you empower it, you justify it. Whereas if you just build something better, then you outperform it right? We literally outperform the other races, homo sapien outperform the other races, because our females gestate once a month, or not gestate, but ovulate once a month, whereas some of the others ovulated once a year. So we just outperform them in terms of numbers. If we currently develop a way of living, a way of communicating and making decisions together, where we can pool our collective energy in the form of currency, and make decisions together about that energy, it's like like the death starts like we take all this energy and we can focus on something and make something happen or change something we instead of it's like taxation you can see that goes recently with the reddit kind of crew um shifting wall street yeah exactly and these are little fractal like blips of what is to come because we have to be able to communicate create ideas together and decide on those ideas together as a species and if we are going to do that well it has to be secure it has to be trustworthy and it has to be moving at the speed of light, you know, like ones and zeros and then quantum fucking light packets. And if we can take all of our decision making into that realm, into like literally the air um, or what they would call the air in the Bible when they were talking about revelations in the future. And we put it into that realm and we make decisions together. We can direct the course of civilization as a super organism, as a soul group, instead of being harvested like having a tick decide what the horse is going to do or the or the, the dog is going to do right this blood-sucking you know uh harvesters that, that that take all of our economic life force our passion our calories our hours our life force turn it into packets and then trade that and then give us a little bit and it's like you're literally packetizing in the symbolic world of a dme dmt trip turning somebody's life force into a fucking game right and unless people can deconstruct these symbols 
and these spells, you know, those are the words that people use, but it's really nothing more than a game that we're deciding to play at a soul level. We're literally giving up our power to a shadowy group or organization who just happens to know more about history than we do, right? So given because... that uh, line of logic with the... Because uh, uh, I forget his name. is like Max something. He's this guy out in LA, and he does rough out a lot of the same linguistic kind of... Um correlations as the guy with natural law that's come on a few times where it's like oh you know the bar exam and all this kind of stuff i guess what i'm getting at is uh how do you feel because we've had sj anderson he came on he was a little skeptical i guess you could say of blockchain um if we're going just from a strictly like energetic symbolic level of what the thing is like how do you feel about the word blockchain <laughs> this is this is like a new fucking orion system that we're getting like you know basically into? and if we don't yep and if we don't if we don't take ownership of it and build it the right way in a exactly. truly distributed system then we're fucked this is the this is the last year that humanity this is the last few months that humanity has to actually get something even even like the baby embryo of the thing if the baby embryo of the thing happens then we have a road that we can take that is not complete utter devastation and you know tyrannical enslavement in fucking dormammu's dark dimension um we we and, and so this is i've been going full force as hard as I can, uh, except the days where I'm just like totally beat up and, and decide like I need to just, you know, fuck off in the woods for a day or two. Um, just going as hard as I can because I want to see with so much life force and so much earnest, heartfelt striving, a positive timeline where we can hope. Because if we lose hope, then we lose play. If we lose play, well, then we're just animals. Already, so I feel you. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. been super hard for me personally, just going through a lot. I don't have to go into it, but like even just like I used to grow weed and then I quit and I haven't been smoking much, but I'm smoking a lot of oil right now. Um, and just weird shit where it's like certain things aren't vibing and it's just bizarre because um, I mean, I haven't tripped in a while, but like even uh, like Team Rabbit Hole is very pro psychedelic. I mean, obviously, like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, everyone do their thing. And I'm still libertarian enough where I'm like, people can do whatever, but it feels like uh, you were, I mean, you were like, we don't have long, we have, you know, months, years or whatever. And it kind of feels like that, where it's like uh, maybe a little more yeah. thing of the apes uh, touch, a, a, touch a new obelisk, a monolith yeah. or whatever. And, and, and in my story of my life and my, you know, hero's journey, like I'm here to build that obelisk and, you know, everybody that's in the, the telegram chat and like with me on this adventure from baseline and, and fire on, it's like, they've said all, all said the same thing. It's like out of everything that's going on, everything just seems like, you know, more bullshit. This actually seems like, this actually seems like something that could give us hope for a better world. And like, that's the whole fucking purpose of it. And so it takes everybody to do it. Like, I, I'm not going to like be like, hey, I'm, I'm saving the world. It's like, no, it's like, let's all play tag on the playing field this way. And if we do, we might just find something really cool. Just a big experiment. Like, you know, the, the United States was like self-determination. That's actually a thing and it works. And that's what we were meant to be. Um, and then all of these different ancient things happened and changed our trajectories in different ways totally recorrectable you know but we just have to understand where we come from not think of yesterday today and tomorrow what we're going to eat who we're going to fuck what we're going to drink and where we're going to sleep we have to actually think of ourselves within the historical context of the story and if we understand what we are in the historical context of the story then we're so much more than an american or a swiss person or a french person or this and that we are like literally the leading edge of the river of ancestry that goes back billions of years and so if we understand that 
And we understand that within each one of our cells that were created out of the sun lives the entirety of potential millions of universes. Like we are literally brimming with the life force and light of the creator. And if we are recognizing that that's what we are and that's what we identify as, then we have that power and we can do incredible things. And if we don't subject ourselves to the fear of like, oh, this is what this person is going to think or that's, you know, the the herd is going to think I'm this or that. Like I read Jonathan Livingston's Seagull. That's a good fucking book. And if you want to get cured of your herd mentality, read that fucking book. Um, you know, he's a seagull that doesn't want to eat and just chase food and do all the things that seagulls do because it's so mundane. And he's like, I want to fly, right? And so he flies and he learns to fly super fast until he's the speed of light. And then he comes back and he's like the messiah and this shit. And he's like, no, I'm not a messiah. This is just our progression. This is like what you're supposed to do, everybody. Because then he goes to another land where there's a like full of other uh, seagulls that were like him that, you know, learned to fly at the speed of light. And he became, you know, part of a community of, of souls that were doing that. Long story short, it's like he was able to give up his mundane animalistic you know, entrapment of being just a seagull that's the fight over food and mating into a divine being. And that's everybody's potential, like literally, but we're not given enough time to do that. And not only that, we're put in a maze where we have to like, go get a job, worry about our education, pay all these bills. Think about all of these things that are everything other than what we're supposed to be. And that is an expression of the one infinite creator in many different forms, seeking love's longing for itself. What's up, Raphael? Got any thoughts? You've been quiet. Well, yeah, just as you're saying, that's what's up. I mean, what's to say? I know why I got you on, Xavier. Thank you so much for laying it out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, it's ultimately it's all a matter of frequency. So, you know, even things like hope, but then even more so, of course, what I always like to talk about, maybe <clears> you <throat> want to share something about this, especially if you say you have had, let's say, relationships with different kinds of individuals, some of who eventually may not have had the entire humanity's best interests at heart. <laughs> what I oftentimes find the differentiating factor, you mentioned discernment, actually. If there's anything you want, want to say more about that, because from what I, I can gather, even more than ever before, especially the last year and last months, even more so, discernment truly always has been, but never has been as key as it is right now. Because even if you would have all the resources, whatever, if you do not have the appropriate psychology of both your collaborators and whoever is participating, in my view, you have nothing, at least that's my experience. So anything you'd like to share in terms of discernment or also this beginning of more uh, telepathic sight to also be able to more quickly basically see cut through the bullshit as you say on on your baseline right yeah so if you ever have put two paint colors together and you see how they blend you know like you put two in a, in a dish and you see how they like you drop two paints and then they sort of blend and you see like forms and shapes happening in it imagine if you have red and blue let's say and then on the edge when red and blue when the colors red and blue connect, you get this vibrancy. It's like almost like a lightning in between. Um, the way that they shape you, you, me, us, we are all in the wake, like the watery wake of big beings, big intelligent beings who have more historical understanding of their place and time, longer lives, longer, uh, longer perspectives, their own goals and their own, uh, yearnings and strivings and we are like microcosmic little 
like representations of them. Like if we go use the, the biblical thing, Adam and Eve, we're all different forms of Adam and Eve. But ultimately, like we would recognize something in our souls would recognize them. So, too, are we the fractalized little fingers of various beings that came before us. Right. And some of those beings are still around and still doing things and their their progeny uh, progeny are operating on the planet and are hiding and doing whatever they do. But we're seeing things like the Catholic church nation, the idea of universities, everything that we call civilization was given to us, taught to us. We were educated. We were given understanding about these things. And all of these things went to a specific purpose to serve somebody's goals or whatever. And the most crude form, we look at it as politics. Now Got the left and the right, just a, positive and negative polarities, fighting it out in the expressions of the human unconscious mind and what goes into bleeding into the so-called lives. And then they're like, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat. And then they ideologically align their polarities. Their, their, uh, the magnetic field of the earth runs through them in a specific way that makes them act out in a specific way that represents these polarities exchanging charges, right? at the most, you know, deconstructed way, shape and form. Like you just put aside the ego. We are all expressing different concepts in the field of gnosis. And we call that ourselves. And we think we have this, you know, like I am and I do these things, but you are expressing unconscious yearnings and urgings that have been ancestral, planetary, genetic. And we each do those things and we say we're so important. But really, again, we're just expressions of those uh, archetypes and or large fields of consciousness. So abstract that to hold it would make you have to like, you know, get rid of your ego. And, and you would just have to be like, well, you know, like when you start tripping in a heavy way, that's what happens. Well, that's what you're big ideas to... do. I mean, they're, you, they yeah. dissolve your mind a little. Correct. I don't know if you're into video games. There's a video game that came out recently. I think a sequel is in production now called uh, Event Horizon dawn i think or something like that on playstation it's a post-apocalyptic kind of thing you'd like it even just watching yeah. the um, trailer when they dropped it i mean you kind of yeah. get the idea you don't have to play it to get the thing but it's kind of like what you're talking about um and i don't want to spoil it but i'll send you a video if you don't want to watch it like privately or whatever and be like here's this cool right. maybe cutscene because it gets into like uh <laughs> genetics and um catastrophism resets mm -hmm narrative manipulation um yeah. balance you know uh positive negative you know there's like you know let's just say like atlantis is being built this isn't in the game it's like atlantis is being built in the but the hephaestus energy is against that so it's this yin yang kind of zoriasa thing gets crazy yes. uh, so that's what you have here in this world yeah. right well, and, but, but life, it, yeah. yeah but it's so diluted and people don't understand what they are let alone where they are let alone when they are that they think it's themselves and that they're expressing these things, fighting, you know, standing for things that they think are theirs. Well, that's the whole point. Like, just... you can uh, gain the world but lose your soul. It's like you can become a participant in PC. You can become yeah. an Agent Smith without really thinking about it because you could just right. become a cog in a machine that ends up doing shit that, you know. Like, people are like, right. well, I just eat Big Macs and watch fucking Netflix. I don't know why. Right. It's like, that's my culture. It's like, well, you know, yeah. culture is the enemy. It's not your friend. Uh, but it's yeah. also the... Um, the medium through which we operate so it's this kind of paradoxical thing it's you know it's so crazy. here we yeah. are in a battlefield of ideologies of of factions 
wanting their way of things, wanting their pool at the temperature that they want, and everybody going and fighting on the edges of that where the two colors collide, not recognizing that they're part of something bigger. And if they are, they don't know what it is. And if they don't know what it is, then they're not they're not in control of themselves. They're in these tidal forces that they don't get, but that they are subject to. And like, well, like a yuga. I was going to say, how culpable do you think we are necessarily? Like, I think we do have responsibility, but like sometimes it's like, um, if there's, you know, a power outage, like walking around in the dark is a really good accomplishment. Whereas if it's a bright fucking sunny day, like a golden age, it's like, yes, you'll see the evil really readily. Whereas now that's what's like happening. No one We're knows what the it. fuck is up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like everybody's psychic now. Like, I don't know if you've noticed, but like people now recognize that animals have feelings and thoughts and families. And that wasn't when I was growing up. Like I was the odd one because I recognized that there was this movie a long time ago called Powder. And I was like, that's me. I fucking get it. The lightning like, survivor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally, totally. And like, I, yeah, I, I am a, I carry a pipe for the Lakota Nation and I run sweat lodges and we run it on the lightning altar. Like lightning is my shit. Like when I was a kid, I used to sit out in the thunderstorms in South Florida when we first moved here. And I was like, this is incredible. And I would sit out there in under the, under the trees, in the bushes with the lightning storms that would just be raging. And I would just talk to the lightning in the same way that I talked to the stars when I was a kid. And like, it was alive to me. There was no, I was speaking the language of the soul and the lightning recognized that I was understanding it. And like, I learned all these things from the lightning. And so when I look at we, the way we live now, like we are literally lightning expressing itself in a slow, like biological way. Right. And like, if it's I funny you understand... say that because within the Mandelbrot set, there is a Buddha <clears throat> image. I mean, in a sense, this is like an electromagnetic fractal dream or something. It's exactly. Like, that's all and it if is. I understand the code like Neo whatever. in the Matrix enough, I can adjust the code enough that, you know, it, it, it is nurturing for the human condition and the human soul rather than like painful or Damaging. you know uh, but it seems enslaving. our unconscious is getting the way like we do a lot of things out of ignorance of the whole buddha angle it's like oh my god or you know jesus forgive them they don't know what the fuck they're up to like they're right game. right um what are some of your presuppositions ontologically in terms of like i mean you're talking about anunnaki and stuff but it's like uh like Raphael has you know we're at 200 almost 50 episodes and it's just like um a lot i of believe the totality of the the galaxy yeah, like is and the all Christ. this kind of stuff yeah okay I that sounds that like the... some uh, marshall McLuhan uh stuff i'm not against it like like you know i guess the universe becoming self-aware is is the marriage so, or the great so, work or whatever so part of yeah so part of our meditations on mondays um we do this thing where we expand our field of consciousness outside of our body to encapsulate the atoms and molecules floating around us structure those atoms and molecules so that the aura field that we hold is more magnetized like a magnet would shape iron filings around it. We increase our magnetic uh, capacity, structure the atoms and molecules around us, make ourselves more magnetic to manifest the world of our dreams. And then we float up and expand ourselves until we are the size of the solar system or the size of the planet and the size of the solar system, size of the galaxy, size of the universe. And then we find ourselves in an atom, right? Like the whole universe is in the eye of, or, or like on the necklace of the cat. Shit. 
Yeah, exactly. And that each atom is entirely a universe. And that's why aliens don't want us blowing up fucking atom bombs because we're destroying entire universes, right? And entire potentialities and timelines, which we could be traveling through. We're limiting the the number of atoms that we can actually fly through and go into different dimensions and experiences. So do you think that's causally necessary? Do you think that's like... uh, this is what I was kind of getting at. It's like Raphael's always like, everything's all good. Like, this is what we prefer. So, we, you know, if there's an Orion war or the Anunnaki fuck up or Atlantis falls or Trump was president or whatever. Um, it's like a CD-ROM good. game. All of, the, all of the potentials exist on that CD-ROM game. It's when you go in and play it that you unlock the different endings, right? So, like, guess, time all do exists. Do you have preferred ones? Because, like, I mean, I'm not totally against it but i mean i've been raised christian more so i'm like look i'd rather not like kill people on altars like the mayans or aztecs did in apocalypto or like yeah. or even though you know, a lot this is a weird thing we don't talk about a lot but sometimes you know a lot of people are like fuck white american culture and european culture it's like you realize like pagan they're caught Europe, they're caught know. in those yeah they're caught in those tidal waves that they don't understand and they think that they're right and they think that they're justified and that they think that they have a reason for it meanwhile they're just patsies for somebody who pushed a pushed a couple dominoes down on one side because they wanted things to go their way. And so they're, they're literally Lost? like, they're literally Maybe like the animals. The Did show Lost? See... Yeah. If you have, I watched okay. the season. Yeah. And then I felt like I would get lost. So I didn't want to get lost. It's all good. You don't need to know that, yeah. but it gets into kind of this high hyperdimensional. Like when I say Zoriastrianism, it's like the Freemasonic checkerboard. I mean, like life is this checkerboard dualism kind of thing going on. Um, I mean, it seems like, you're uh, you're cool with a lot binary of like yeah ones yeah, and zeros back at like expansion and contraction there's no positive and negative it's like positive expansion chaos lucifer you know and then contraction araman uh black order you know chaos and order like we're, we're constantly between the ebb and flow of the on and off switch you know and and the quantum kind of thing opens up all of the gradients between and like here we are exploring the fractals in between all of that and um I think that like for me, when I say Christ, I mean like the pure state that I experienced when I died, like pure love, pure just being and acceptance and peace, like love, love, you know. And so when I say if you can love your neighbor as yourself, then you can understand them in a deep way. And then if you can love everybody on the planet and you become a planetary guardian or, or, you know, like a human that's that 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 resonates at the same harmonic as the planet then you you increase your capacity for love and understanding because everybody's thoughts are your thoughts at that moment and then if you can do that to the solar system and then to the galaxy and you can accept all forms of manifest reality in all of the different ways that the infinite creator expresses itself then you become closer to the infinite creator and more christ-like in that pureness that's that's what i mean about it and i think the arians the, the zoroastrians like they had it pretty spot on like that's that was what they understood it to be as well. Like, be successful, be happy, express being God, because that's what your true nature is, and enjoy it. And like when we first manifested in the world, we were like the spirits of God, the angels coming to play and try out feeling, you know, because that's what we do here. We feel things, joy. We play, we experience. But then some other fuckers want to like go hurt children in basements and experience darkness and experience all of this like evil that you couldn't experience in that angelic realm you know and so then it it like either lowers or or raises the vibratory rate and we either you know graduate up to like fourth density or the next octave on the piano keyboard or down and i'd rather go up 
Way to go. So what I'd say is Jim will actually um, take up your suggestion and play some music if you're cool with it. Then we can come back for another session, if that's all right with you, Xavier. Yeah, sure. Yes. So you got music on deck? Or what's yeah, up? yeah. I got one of the slowed editions and we'll see how that flies. So we'll be back in about four and a half minutes. Enjoy. And we are back. Welcome back with Xavier Hawk. The choice still yours. <laughs> awesome. I love so, that punk. Thanks, Raphael. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, in any form, I'll take it. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so let's turn it around and talk Firon and crypto. Anything you'd like to mention? Yeah, so crypto. So basically what blockchains are, the way I describe it, in, in some of my early talks is like you find a gold mine and instead of digging out the gold, you can actually verify that there's gold in there. You, you scan LIDAR, you know, radar, all of these ground penetrating things. And you say, there's this much gold in there, uh, 21 million units of gold. Right. And then you put a cage over it and you put a ledger inside the cage where you write your name and then you take the key and lock it up. And then you take that key and you sell it to somebody else. And you say, okay, this is a key. This is a Bitcoin. You can now use this Bitcoin to go and write stuff on that ledger inside that, that value store. And then when you're done, you can turn around and sell that key to open up the cage that the gold's in there and you can write notes in there and then you can go sell that to somebody else. And so what people are doing is they're actually trading these various keys that they find. Um, like every time you, uh, like one blockchain will have 21 million keys in it, right? One Bitcoin blockchain. And what you're doing is you're you're putting a ledger that it's like a google drive that everybody sees at the same time and it and it it verifies anytime you type in something there it types in it on all of the google drives at once and maybe Except just to just, sorry to interrupt you to put it simply the because i also had to explain it you know quite a few times by now and the term that right. came to mind for me as a most basic concept was it is simply as it says distributed ledger but like a bookkeeping system that's the most basic of its functions or correct yeah yeah yep so like you like i said you have that little like notepad in there and you can write stuff this is hawks right and um or you know hawk did this on this date or i sent somebody this key on this date or i sent somebody this this blockchain on this date and this time or this is my title to my house and now it, everybody sees that that's there and can verify it and what it allows people to do is transact without an intermediary that is to say no bank so you disintermediate and remove the control system that is the bank at its most pure form. Now they're taking it, yeah, twisting it, and making. I mean, in a sense, right? I yeah, mean, and but now they're it. just. Yeah, but now they're just doing it and and keeping like all the ones that are winning, like Bit, like Ripple, for instance, are like totally centralized. Even Bitcoin itself is not as decentralized as everybody likes to think it is. So, uh, the real holy grail in all of this is a stable price transactional instrument with governance. And that is where Firon comes in because Ripple doesn't have governance other than their standard corporate model that we've been living under for however many hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, right? Starting with the East India Trading Company or governments before that. It's like a another mechanism for a few people to control a large amount of people. But if we can distribute that control securely and verifiably, and give everybody the opportunity to to chime in and give their opinion, we can actually determine true consensus between millions of people really quickly and verify that consensus on the blockchain. Meaning, it's the age of Aquarius we can, shit. 
yeah, it's some literal age of Aquarius shit. And if we do that well, and I don't see anybody really doing that well that understands the the ramifications well, let's talk about the of security. each of the decisions. Can it level. be hacked? Mm -hmm. I feel like I've read recently, like some hackers had fucked around with something and it was like, but then there's all like, even with the total, you know, having essentially the value of Bitcoin recently, um, people are like, oh, well, it maintained, I forget who it was, but some guys like that proves it's actually valid in some weird way because it's, I don't know. This gets into economics and technology and well, just basically the yeah. purple and blue area that I don't get. Just right? to give so. one insight, the main differentiation always is whether a system truly is distributed uh, or whether it's still centralized, like many exchanges. You know, like with coin. Yeah. Whatever is the most big one, biggest one in U.S. There is Binance, and the other one, Coin something. I forget their their names today. But anyways, yeah. like, it's a different thing there, where it's maybe you want to explain a bit about you know having your own keys and stuff like that. Yeah, so you can either have what's a custodial wallet or a non-custodial wallet. A custodial wallet's what you have with like Coinbase, where you it's stored on their servers or their distributed ledgers. Um, it's still a distributed ledger, but it's the 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 key, the wallet itself is in their servers. And if they get hacked, your stuff could get taken. If you have uh, a non-custodial wallet, means that you're responsible for it. You need your own passphrase. You need your like own Coinami. Yeah, oh, I'm not familiar with Coinami, so I, I don't know. But you know, there's like there's a bunch of different wallets out there that you can download and put them on your computer or cold storage wallet. And this is the only cold storage is really the only way to truly secure your coins. If you're on an exchange anywhere other than PancakeSwap, Uniswap, and some of these other decentralized exchanges, there uh, they can be hacked. There's a central point of failure. There's a company, right? Um, unless you're like talking circa 2014 and you're operating on the Russian mobs, you know, uh, what was it? BTCE. That was one of my favorite exchanges back in the day. Um, cause nobody fucked with the Russian mob. Right. Anyhow. So, but there was Mt. Gox and they, they screwed up and a lot of people lost a lot of money on a centralized exchange. So most people are operating on centralized exchanges unless you're on these, these, uh, Ethereum, you know, decentralized exchanges or polygon now and you know some of these other ones carbon swap um those are decentralized exchanges meaning that the code is running on everybody's devices simultaneously and there's no central point of failure so if it goes if one computer goes down the others just take up the workload um which is the point of a distributed ledger is that it's all holographically represented on everybody's devices so if one device goes down or somebody attacks one mining operation all the other miners actually will then be the ones verifying the transactions and nodes. And so um, right now, Bitcoin is mined over 65, I think it's 75% in China by by miners, large CCP controlled. Um, yeah, it's, it's mining like, operations. Oh, instead of and World if, of Warcraft, you guys just mined this shit. Man. Yeah, and if they, yeah, exactly. And if they decided altogether that they were gonna fork it or fuck the system or double spend or do any of these things, it's like, boom, there goes the system. And uh, or the, the verification and validity of the of the the consensus mechanism that is the Bitcoin blockchain. So when you're talking about consensus, you're talking about two different things. You're talking about the algorithmic consensus where all of the computers say, yes, that transaction just happened. They all have consensus that I sent you a Bitcoin. The other consensus is the kind of consensus that happens between humans where we all decide, hey, let's go to Arby's or to Popeye's or whatever the places that you want to go eat and everybody says yes let's do that um and the speed and veracity 
or not veracity, the validity of that decision generally gets more muddled the more people that you you have to involve in that process. It's the game of telephone. So you, yeah. yeah, but if you can do that on a blockchain now and you send out a query and say to everybody, you get five cents for voting today on this or this. You, you Here's a coin that has no value. It'll disappear after three days. Send it to this wallet for yes, this wallet for no, and this wallet to abstain. You know, and then you can actually gauge the true consensus of the people and what the will is of the superorganism. You can do it very fast over the course of three days. You could have a decision that in, that involves or invokes the entire planet um, to the degree that they all have smartphones, whoever's you know part of the system. So those two different consensus things. The first one is the, the, the computer algorithm saying, yes, this just happened. And then the other one is using that consensus computer algorithm to verify this is what everybody wants. And that second one, has not happened successfully yet because it's all based on old school, old world uh, farm animals in the we're not farm. using Atlantean mentality. crystals, I guess. And right, we were, right. Well, like, but we still shit. got the circuit board cities, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we don't own that and take accountability for ourselves and actually activate in, in, in determining our own self-interest and our own destinies, then we will be herded like chickens or sheep into the slaughterhouse. And... Well, here's a question. So I'm wondering, and I'm not that, I mean, we talk about conspiracies a lot and I'm not that skeptical, but I'm curious as to how much, um, you know, nudging tends to happen. Cultural nudging happens through events like 9-11 or whatever, you know, people being yeah. like, oh, we like this person. That It's very Aquarian age. Like people are picking teams. Are you QAnon? Are you Antifa? What are you? Right. Um, I'm kind of curious. Um not only is the whole Satoshi situation kind of ske not sketchy, but just like, okay, it's odd. I'm wondering if um, it seems within systems, uh, punctuation events within systems have to occur through chaos. I mean, if you've ever watched like a Mandelbrot tour, yeah. um, I used to watch them on acid or whatever. It's like it's doing kind of fractal things or like a tie-dye or whatever. And uh, it'll be kind of static and then, you know, punctuate and then get all crazy and then kind of find a new stasis. I mean, it seems to be the embedded nestedness of the systems expanding outward. That's just how it works. So yeah. um, I'm wondering if like, you know, at one point it's like, because a lot of people like Sam, um, Rafael Samuel Barnes, he comes on. A lot of people tell him, um, tend to like uh, glorify some pre-empire, uh, pre-imperialistic thing. And it, um, my question, I, I'm rambling, but I'm, what comes to mind is this, um, this episode of... Uh, Oh shit, I'm forgetting what it's called, but uh, Duncan Trussell's show, Midnight Gospel on Netflix. Um, there's this one episode, oh, you gotta see it, it's like eight episodes, 20 minutes each, it's super surreal, it's like The Simpsons on Acid meets, I don't even know, Carl Sagan mm -hmm. or something, it's crazy. But um, <clears throat> there's this one point where they're talking to this guy who uh, about Buddhism, and he did DMT at 2012 in an orgy, and just crazy weird shit, and they're animating over top of this, it's a very interesting scene. And he's talking about how we've kind of gotten to World of Warcraft, ironically, we're talking about this in China. Uh, we're all crafting and gaming or grinding so hard. It's like, do you feel that we're actually liberating ourselves with this technology or are we just getting conned into a new punctuation kind of situation? For example, back in the day, the government in America was like, 40 acres and a mule, go out there and get it. And it's like, that's how we're going to get them to create a secure reality because we don't have the infrastructure to do it. So if we make them think they're doing it, yay, manifest destiny. Um, see what I mean? It's kind of this like, Wizard of Oz well, every, thing, like, who's every, controlling what? Yeah, every solution becomes the problem that you need a new solution for, right? That seems to like, be the perennial 
issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So water's poisonous. People are getting dysentery. So let's put chlorine in it. And kills all the bacteria and now we're good. Right. But then over the course of time, you realize, oh, the, the, the chlorine calcifies people's glands and freaking arteries. And like, so every solution becomes a problem eventually. The government of the United States was set up ostensibly to create freedom, to allow people to have self-determination, to have uh, free will and, and expression and, 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 and more complex forms of expression in society. But now we've got this totalitarian crazy shit that's happening. And it's like, OK, so every solution becomes the problem. And so the question is, how quickly does it become the problem? If we build these technologies with the current mentality, they become the problem really fucking quick. And then we have China, where if you if you say something wrong about the government, you can't go on a bus. Social credit stuff, yeah. Which yeah, and, and okay, I help define that on, shit. It, that in a, in a way that seems very your Virgo is very practical, but on the other hand, it's like who's in the tower watching in the panopticon. Exactly. Like, so if we do? don't exactly, so if we don't build that system to serve us and give us a thousand years to progress as a species and wisdom to come up with the next solution, then we're fucked. Then so it's going to be built the, for I, us to control us <laughs> or farm us some more. <laughs> well, no, but but here's the thing with Phyron, it's like instead of somebody else harvesting us, we're harvesting ourselves and deciding right. what we what together we're going to do with that. And that gives us enough time to figure out what we are, where we are and when we are and how we want to progress as a species. Because then when it comes time for that system to be done with, then we've got to all have the wisdom together to build the next one. And so that a, an well, individual like myself, with so that a, 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 a strange fucking outlier on the very edge does not need to come up with something like this and go through a monumental uh, Herculean task to make it happen, but it's just a natural thing that everybody can build together. So when we're talking about like the, um, I'm sure that it's Moore's law. Maybe it's called in technology where um, things have or double or whatever it is. There's kind of a, uh, a ratio or whatever. But in a movie that I love called Waking Life, which is really worth watching, check it out sometime. It's um, a great one. Okay, you know that one I did um, see. Yeah, it's dope. It's one of my favorite. Uh, there's this guy talking about you know how you know evolution's kind of going crazier, crazier, crazier. Um, when you're like, oh well, we'll start seeing the failures of crypto maybe more quickly, like that you know. It's like Magna Carta. Oh shit! Maybe nation states. Oh shit! Maybe now this, that, the other. Like, oh, well, quicker, crypto's quicker. already crypto's already uh, obsolete. Um, quantum computers can can break every freaking algorithm out there. And even even the the quantum resistant blockchains that are coming out, they're they're pretty clever. But uh, you can't you can't beat an entire universe's existence designed to beat your thing. You know. Um, it's literally, if you've seen that Rick and Morty episode where he has a whole universe powering the engine of his car, oh, yeah, the futility right? of it all, right? Yeah. 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 And, and that's, that's, that's more akin to the reality of these systems. Now it, it's really about, are we being harvested by somebody else or are we harvesting ourselves? And if we, so if like Phyron, for instance, is built by the guys who built quantum computers for the United States. We are building it so that when the quantum computer supremacy happens, which it's already in the process of, but you can go and buy, you know, quantum computers, like desktop ones, like, you know, that's not anytime soon. I saw somebody saying you can go buy a quantum computer for $5,000. And I'm like, no, that's not true. You, you know, you need a super cooled environment. You need all these like, like real high hardware technologies to make a quantum computer. When you get that, you can actually do some amazing shit. Now, 
what Byron is designed is to be a system that will get us to that point and then build from there. And that we will have a system like the America of corporations. Because in the future, have you ever seen that movie Passengers with Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt? They go into space. They're going to like a new colony, new space colony somewhere. And they're all in stasis and they wake up and they have this like love story that happens while they're in space. And they're the only ones awakened. But I mean, it's probably like Elysium, Planet of the Apes sounding vibes. kind of Right. Yeah. So basically the the main takeaway for this this discussion is that they work for a corporation and the corporation owns the housing that they live in and that they pay for, owns the stores and restaurants that they buy from. And I mean, yeah, there's yeah, they're essentially just the human resources to keep the corporation growing and going. And if we don't get control of that and have our own, we will end up working for, you know, a corporation that that doesn't really care about you other than to extract as much value from you as possible well, that's where right? the infinite regression thing starts happening because i'm like i even look at like oh you know we're talking about like um you know the triangular trade route and dutch east india trade company and all these things it's like people harvested people's imagination and dreams essentially they're like go call you know you'll be free go to that new yep. land and trade with us and it's like wow oh, all these the little creatures market. are going in this direction how can we capitalize on them going in that direction oh they they're all in they're all uh they're all inspired they're to all do this willing thing. to explore how and can, farm how can Let's we yeah. <laughs> and then it goes from that to how can we get them to go in this direction that we want them to go and then now we're seeing that on social media and these oh, phones like musk instigating... and, and everything yep but i mean everything that you see between hating trump to loving freedom like this this red and blue thing that like that is being promulgated and pushed by algorithms by ai systems that know exactly what you and are triggered by and will feed that into your feed so that you emotionally change your fucking behaviors based on something that you see on this little screen that something is happening thousands of miles away is now personally affecting you and the degree to which you are being influenced by this is scary right and to become recognizant of it or cognizant of it is the degree to which you are free and the degree to which you are free is the degree to which the herd will be like what's wrong with that one but the more and more of us that are willing to be like okay yeah fuck it there's something wrong with me i don't care i'm i'm enjoying this and we're going to explore this like then the, the tides shift into a chaos that they can't control and that we have the opportunity to build in our own petri dish within the greater petri dish a possibility and that's is like, let's all tribe up, circle the wagons, build this fucking thing, and then see if it withstands the test of reality and if we can build it. It's happened to the Cathars and they got fucked. You know, it happened to the Essenes and they got fucked. Everybody who tries to do the right thing gets fucked. But like, they haven't had the ability to communicate across the fucking planet. And they were always within some greater Petri dish that they couldn't see the boundaries of that the boundary keepers could see them and had overwhelming force or overwhelming firepower. But if we, the people around the planet, all vibe at the same value system, we want peace, we want health, we want well-being, we want our children to grow up without having to be confused and fucked up by the system, we can build that, we can communicate across the vast distances, we can make decisions together, and we can execute on those decisions with an economic force that is greater than the sum of our parts. 
So how do you so look at the, um, the, the systems? Yeah, I mean, but, uh, so I mean, we okay, talked about just this before. before we oh, uh, go off any further on yeah, a yeah. potentially practical note, um, Xavier, are you familiar at all with the concept called systemic consensus? Whereas instead of making majority decision, decisions, which oftentimes lead to, you know, 49% being very unhappy with the decision, In groups out groups to yeah. actually measure resistances. Yep. And I experienced this a few times. It works amazingly yep. well because you can have a hundred proposals and quickly you'll see, okay, only three of them have little to no resistance. And so instead of going with what 51% want, going with what 99.9999% do not object to, you know? Correct. Correct. We don't use a dem democratic model. We use a consensus model and it's based on the phi ratio. So the, de the decisions are made between. So we structure your uh, you really structure your life around. This is my cohort. These are like my few close friends, right? My four or five friends, whatever it is, whatever that number is. And in that you might have somebody who's connected with another group who they have a group that's their four or five. So you get these little pods of people who can come to consensus really quick amongst themselves, right? And then together, they, they, they make the decisions together in little groups and discuss stuff. And consensus is derived very quickly at the same time across the board. And as so long as you, if you have like 100 people, whatever the phi ratio of that is, and I love the resistance model, um, you know, let's say the way, the way Fireon works is like, Let's say million dollars in action revenue. Uh, then you, the membership, the owners of Byron, get to say, "Hey, I have this project I want to do. I'm, I want to make a food truck. It costs a hundred thousand dollars. Twenty thousand for the truck, thirty thousand for the equipment, and then the rest for marketing. This is the experience I have." Da da da. You put a video Kickstarter kit together, pitch, and you pitch everybody in the community. And out of the million dollars, we say, "Where does this million dollars get spent?" And then whoever has the least resistance, boom, they get them. And then as the discussion goes on, it's like, oh, well, here are five artists. Who are the artists that you want to support with $20,000 a year? So they don't have to do anything other than focus on art. Or, oh, you have a business idea and you want to, you know, uh, and, and you think you need a million bucks. Like you, you get to, everybody gets to pitch their ideas. And then the group together in consensus decides how to distribute that money, those profits. So we essentially are taking our own surplus, our own um, abundance, and then putting it to new methodologies to grow. The company itself takes care of itself and you know pays, pays all the people it needs to pay and, and basically takes care of keeping the lights on. And then whatever's left over, everybody gets to decide on how to spend it. So you want to open up a, uh, a school, you want to open up a, a garden project, you want to open up 20 garden projects, you want to buy, uh, buy commodities to back the currency with. You want to put aside some and have some of the really talented investors like invested on behalf of the company. Like we can do anything together, right? We can build buildings and then have our fire on people live in the buildings, manage our own waste, manage our own power, you know, uh, just self-manage essentially. But in a corporate structure whereby, you know, it's merit based. So if you are really good at this, you're naturally, uh, you know, you, you have the track to naturally go and do those things within the business. The business of living, I guess. Uh, so um, somehow maybe a positive polarized version of the Chinese credit system in the sense that your merit, you're getting governed and they're observing you and being like, oh, you're, I mean, it's almost like astrology. It's like, look, here's skills. Do this. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like, you won't fuck up and if it's, you don't do that. <laughs> and we have sensors in our phones 
where we can actually scan somebody for COVID or for fucking cancer or whatever, like the Star Trek tricorder, you can sit your phone down. You will be able to sit your phone down and go into meditation and we'll be able to see how deep you're in meditation and pay you for that. Like hold us in your thoughts, hold fire on, just meditate, just feel good, you know, and be at peace. And like, we can actually gauge that and measure it and pay you for that. Imagine being able to be paid for meditation. Right? How many people would start meditating? How much peace would be created on the planet I was if about we could incentivize this, all the right things? Oh yeah, I was about to mention this recently. I'm great, glad that you bring it up because I just t uh, talked to a friend and said, "Well, I'm not gonna get any of these EGs as long as there's a smartphone app where you know some uh, corporate overlord can then basically read my brainwaves." So here it'd be interesting. How would you plan to like manage, distribute, or secure that? Or would you maybe even assume that by then we're in a timeline where you know? That's not such no, privileged so information anymore. They've maybe. returned. So, they've given us the so crystal technology and we don't even... In, in, the, in the origin of the United States, each senator or congressperson, if they were doing something fucked up, the state would recall them and be like, that's it, you're fired, you know? And then in the United States, we lost that in the turn of the century when it became a federal system. In Phyron you as like a manager or one of the people who are managing the code or you know regional director or whatever you are whoever's in your sphere of influence whoever your decisions affect can rate you like they would an amazon product so you're like you make a decision and everybody's like fuck that guy uh and then they go in and they rate you and it costs them a little bit to do it but they dislike what you're doing so much that they give you a negative uh negative rating and you, your, your threshold goes below the phi ratio of the amount of people who are your sphere of influence. You lose the NFT token that's in your wallet that allows you access to the part of the app where you do your job. So you're fired. Just automatically. There's like, like incentive boom. within the design. Exactly. Nice, so yeah. the, Elegant. Like it, 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 yeah, it removes corruption in that way. Or it gamifies it so that point... The idea is to make gaming the system and corrupting the system cost more to the, to the corrupting institution to gamify it than to just play along right you want to make the cost so high that they don't want to fuck it up they'd it'd be easier and more beneficial to them to just play along so that being said that's how we prevent the corporate overlords from ruling your life it's you it's it's basic but that's the same thing with the united states we had a good run 200 years you know it's like but the technology and and everything has gotten to a point where they learn how to fucking manipulate us rather than us manipulating ourselves and saying, this is what we want by becoming educated, by becoming aware, by becoming empowered, by be in, being incentivized to become awakened, aware and empowered instead of the opposite. I've had to struggle to get to a point of awake, aware and, and, and responsible. Um, it should be the opposite, right? It should be like, welcome to the fucking world. Here's what you've got. We've looked at your genetic code. We see what you're good at, what you'd be here's really good at. Welcome to. Yeah, yeah. And like, anyway. and here's a cohort of people that are, uh, you know, genetically very similar to you and have the same uh, complexities and propensities. And like, have at it. We'll, we'll pay you to do this, this, and this. And welcome, you know, share your gifts with us. So, Instead I mean, essentially, of... it seems like we're at a time where we're hacking natural algorithms of evolution and we're trying to apply it to a trajectory i mean in a weird way like eugenics and the whole you know third reich thing was i mean i don't even know what i'm trying to say um what you're about to say is probably been toying very with the idea 
Yeah, we've yeah. been toying with the idea of de- our destiny and how to control it for a long time. Even when we get into the Anunnaki myth or whatever, you know, or Eve, choose wisely or, you know, whatever. It's like these, you know, the the problem of choice, that's the Matrix thing. I mean, that's the whole issue. And then uh, ironically with the Matrix films, like you're embedded within so many kind of like uh, systems of, you know, things that like, yes, if you take the red pill, you're out of that. But now you're in a new war for Zion. But like, actually, you have to go eternally hold off the Smith so that the you know, see what I mean? It's like that's what I'm kind of like. I don't, I don't understand. Like, it seems like we're punctuating socially. What it means to be human is changing exponentially because of the internet. In the Marshall McLuhan says we've like hijacked and electrified, and now we're like raiding. We're just like yeah, Pikachuing out, and you know this is what's happening with the electric age. I mean, this is where we're at. Um, but then, what it means to be human is kind of up at, for grabs. I mean, this is where transhumanism is coming online, and Elon trying to you know plug you in or whatever and then new agers being like let's get all natural and eat drugs and fucking talk to gaia talk to me a little about schumann resonance i know i'm kind of everywhere i just gush a lot this happens <laughs> gemini life but um i'm curious like how do you both keep your you're a visionary but like you're being very practical so how do you see things um working in the near future like as an american i would say the past year or so has been pretty ratchet it's not over but it's like calming down a little in a sense um where where's your vision for yourself your family your company like do you think people yeah um, it's almost like confederationism has to happen where people like i 3d print my own shit and my neighborhood takes we grow our own shit but that's almost like a wet future is gonna look like yeah yeah i think if it, there's a movie called Star Trek and in one of the movies of Star Trek, they go back in time to the first warp drive and it's like 2026 or something like that. And, um, you know, it was made in the nineties. So I they're like, Oh, that's far contact. enough. I recently saw first it. contact. Recently yes. Yeah. This shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like and, that's when they took interest uh, in you. Like, so they saw yeah. you could do the shit and they're like, Oh, let's make contact. Yeah. Anyways. But they were living in a time period where there was no United States anymore. It was like a, balkanized there were factions everywhere everybody was living in camps essentially but they still had high technology it was just like there was a lot less people a lot less structure above them corporate and or governance and um yeah and i think that's where we're headed i think we're gonna have a period of time that's gonna be like that precisely and Firon is the perfect company for that kind of an environment to be birthed so that we can build the kind of future where we don't need money and we don't need to uh, be striving and struggling in, in, in scarcity, but can be coming from a place of abundance and, and expand our lives and our, uh, longevity of our lifespans and all of this. So that's kind of where I see. And in the next five years, the next two years, I see fire on existing in a decentralized exchange on a quantum kind of uh, infrastructure and with our phones in existence um, and a couple billion dollars in revenue by the end of the year in private contracts for the phones uh, for security purposes and health screening purposes, and then kind of just build from there. Interesting times. And it seems like, yeah, work smart, not hard. I mean, you're willing to do the hard work, but it's like, there's better ways to do this. And I think you're kind of in the camp just trying to, I mean, white hats is a little extreme, but it's like, you're like, y'all, we could do this better. <laughs> so like, yep. why not? Yep. What's up? And if, you know, and if, 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 if that is, if the rest of the herd is going one way and I'm running off this way, I know where I'm headed. I know that when I pop out of this world into the next one, I'll be in a world that more closely resembles that. 
So I'll be more close to the my ideal of the infinite creator, right? And, and a society that, that exemplifies that. If anybody wants to come along, like, let's go. <laughs> That's how it's done. Yeah, um, I guess like we're kind of, uh, you've got a lot on your plate, kids and stuff, and I'm glad we could coordinate this. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is better how it went down as opposed to in a car. I think it would have been worse, more distractible probably. Um, but yeah, thanks mm -hmm. for giving us your time. Uh, you're very interesting. I'm going to be checking out all your uh, kind of projects because the uh, the TikTok-ish thing I saw was so different than the engagement I've just had that I'm like, all right, I, like it's almost like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, so I, the way I envision that is like, yeah. that is the, if there's going to be an AI that talks to everybody in Phyron, it's going to be a little bit like that. Like, yeah. welcome, citizen. You've got welcome to the future. Like, we're going to do some dope shit together, you know. And um, and and that's that's sort of the vision there. And it's and I've even done some commercials for Fyron as that character doing that, like the friendly announcer. Um, you know, and Is that his you know, name? eventually the we'll have like announcer. Yeah, basically. And Word. and I, I, if you, I'm I'm on uh, YouTube, Odyssey, Facebook, TikTok. Instagram as at Xavier Hawk, X-A-V-I-E-R-H-A-W-K. And then Phyron is P-H-I-R-E-O-N.com. And you can go to the website. You can download the app on the Google Play Store or the Apple Store right from the website. And uh, you, you can take part in the discussion on the app and at t.me slash Phyron on Telegram. Very cogent Virgo. Of course, you're a Pisces moon in third house. Uh, so it's been a pleasure talking to you. It's it's fun. Me you can too. dream big, but you can actually articulate it. So it's not just like Cheech and Charming out. Good job. Um, so yeah, any parting thoughts, Raphael? Um, I, I'm glad you kind of made me aware of the situation. So hopefully I'll check out more of people like this and his particular goings on. Uh, I know I will be. No, I'd just like to thank you very much, Xavier, for coming on synchronistically and uh, sharing all that you're doing with us yeah everyone just you know go check it out and i guess as much as anyone should you know check out your project get involved if they're excited and so on is you know find that same excitement and drive and fire within themselves you know so thank you yeah. very much for your inspiration and uh, sharing your story with us thanks guys appreciate it it was fun you're dolphin on team i would hold take it easy dude